So the question I want to ask you this morning is, how is your zeal? How is your zeal? The dictionary definition of zeal is great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or objective. So how is your zeal? How is your zeal? I don't know if um, the world of Encanto has overtaken your homes yet and the Disney phenomenon that is Encanto. Um, if you didn't know, it's the latest Disney movie to come out. The songs are by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and therefore everyone loves them. They are brilliant. They have made it into the charts. I think last week, maybe even this week still, I didn't watch, I didn't catch up on Friday, but uh, one of the Encanto songs was number one in the UK charts, like the singles charts, which is the first time that's ever happened for a Disney song. But there's one song, it's my son Benjamin's favorite, um, it's called Surface Pressure. And the character singing the song is talking about this pressure, this strain, this drain that they feel constantly under. The drip, drip, drip of pressure that will never stop until you just go pop are the lines in the song. And so this morning, I want to ask you that question. How, how do you feel under pressure? And how is your zeal? How is your zeal? Let me pray before we dive into this together. Father God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that we are all gathered together um, to dive into this word, to look at Romans chapter 12. Father, I pray that as we think about our zeal, as we think about our energy levels, as we think about the strains that we're under, Lord, I pray um, that you would just blow through with your Holy Spirit, that your Holy Spirit would speak to us powerfully this morning. Lord, I pray that you take the words I've prepared and sift them. Lord, give us ears to hear what you want to say this morning. Amen. Amazing. So, did you know that it is almost two years to the weekend, two years to the day, that we started on this journey of youth church? It was uh, Sunday the 26th of January 2020 when we launched youth church. We started next door in the center lounge at 1115, um, and that was two years ago now. And before that, it was almost a year in the making, a year of um, prayers, prayer and seeking God and listening and conversations and secret pilots. Does anyone remember the, does anyone remember the secret pilots? We did it, three secret pilots in the autumn of 2019, but we didn't tell anyone what we were planning, but we just kind of ran youth church without calling it that. Um, so it's always been two years in the making and almost a year before that of prayer and conversation. So it's so exciting to be here this morning and to hear stories of what God's been doing in youth church, to, to share together um, all that God's been doing in the last few months, let alone the last few years. We started 2020 as youth church with a really clear vision to reach young people across Southampton, to raise them up as disciples of Jesus, and to release them as influencers of culture. We had this plan and this vision to create and plant a church that was open to anyone, but is exclusively aimed at reaching 11 to 18-year-olds, at reaching that generation. And so we set out with a, with a huge amount of zeal in 2020 with great energy and enthusiasm for a pursuit of one cause, one purpose, one objective. And so when I think about reflecting on the past two years, the journey that we've had, um, I'll be honest, it's kind of tough to reflect on because it's not been a normal two years. 
in any way, shape, or form. It has not been a normal two years. And so when I was looking at this passage in the week, it was these two verses that really jumped at me. They really jumped out at me, saying, Never be lacking in zeal. Keep up your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Over the past two years, there have definitely been moments where I have felt lacking in zeal. (laughs) Zeal has not described how I have felt. And there might have been times when I've had hope, but I haven't necessarily felt very joyful about it. Oh, good, lockdown's coming to an end. Hasn't always felt very joyful. There's definitely been times when I felt afflicted, but I don't think I've been patient in affliction. I've been impatient. When is this whole thing going to end? Are you with me? (laughs) And I've tried my best to stay faithful in prayer, for sure, but that has been hard. And so I think this passage jumps out at me so much because it describes the precise opposite of how life has felt over the last two years. The pandemic has meant that we have all been under such a prolonged period of strain, of tension, of stress. It could be emotional strain, physical strain, mental strain, relational strain with those around us, and a spiritual strain. And that is just the pandemic let alone the rest of what life has been throwing at you as an individual. I don't know what life has thrown at you over the last two years on top of and as well as the pandemic. But I wonder how you're feeling two years in, two years on. I wonder what the two years you have had have been like. And I want to ask you that question. How is your zeal? How is your zeal? Over the past two years, have you experienced a lack of zeal? Have you experienced a period of weariness, of feeling tired, of feeling fed up, of feeling frustrated? How is your zeal? Do you have great energy and enthusiasm in pursuit of Jesus? Would that be an accurate description of how you feel How is your zeal? The message translation, um, I think, has a really interesting take on this passage. It puts it like this. And this is verses 11 to 13 in the message translation. Don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert, servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. And then verse 13, help needy Christians be inventive in hospitality. I don't want to dive into verse 13, but I just thought I'd include that. Be inventive with hospitality. How true has that been for the last two years? I'm sorry, everyone. Weak squash and biscuits is no longer allowed with COVID. You've got to get inventive with your hospitality. But don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Don't burn out. I've, I've found this um, particular picture really helpful, and I'm going to try and illustrate this morning um, something about how we keep ourselves fueled, how we keep that zeal and that spiritual fervor. And I want to just demonstrate something this morning and try and illustrate the point um, a little bit of what this often feels like. I'd like you to imagine for a moment 
that. I'd like you to imagine for a moment that this bucket is you. This bucket is your life. This bucket is you. And maybe I could, could I have a, a member of youth team to come and hold the bucket for me? Would that be okay? Mark, yeah. Not, someone nice and tall is ideal. So this bucket is you. And there's things in life that fill us up. There's things in life that add, if you go that side, perfect. There's things in life that help, that, that fill you up, that fuel you, that keep that zeal for the Lord. And that's like filling, that fill your bucket up. But the other thing, the other problem is there's things in life that cause a drain. There's things in life that put pressure on you. We're going to give Mark a, Mark a workout this These things in life, they drain you. And they're constantly draining your bucket. It's a bit like your phone battery. Your phone battery is always draining. It's always draining. And there'll be things in life that are always draining you. I don't know what these things are for you. Maybe when you get home, you could think about what are the things that fill you up and the things that drain you. How much water did I put in there? Okay. There's things that fill you up and there's things that drain you. Let me give you some of the examples for, for me. This is going to be different for everyone, okay? What fills you up and what drains you is going to be different. For me, the things that drain me are um, that feeling really torn between work and family. Those moments in the late afternoon when I've got the kids at home and I'm trying to like hold all the work I've been doing in my head and I've got emails to send and I've got a meeting that evening and yeah, all I want to do is spend time with the children and get dinner sorted and all that sort of stuff. Those moments are when I feel, thank you, Mark. Those moments are when I feel really drained, when I feel stretched, when I feel like I can't, I can't complete everything at once. Those are the moments I feel drained. For me, something else I find hard is like the comparison that we find on social media. If I spend too much time scrolling on social media, I find myself looking at like, oh, wow, look at what that church is doing. Look at what that youth ministry is doing. Look how great that person's life looks. I find that draining. I find that spending too much time scrolling on my phone, that can be a drain for me. Um, I, revenge bedtime procrastination. Has anyone heard that phrase before? Revenge bedtime procrastination is the phenomenon where you feel like you've used up all the hours in the day and you've had no time to yourself. And so at midnight, you decide to binge a new series on Netflix, even though you know you should go to bed, but it's taking back control. And you think, no, I'm going to have some me time and I am going to watch 12 episodes of that brand new series. And it's midnight already. Revenge bedtime procrastination. Those moments where we just know we should just go to sleep but there's something about it that we just want to keep going and have some time to ourselves. That's something for me. I, I get to, you know, Friday night was a great example. We had an amazing night here at youth. We debriefed, we packed away. By the time I got home, I think it was already 11 o'clock, maybe half past 11. But I thought, no, do you know what? I'm not going to go to bed. I'm going to sit on the sofa and watch the book of Boba Fett all by myself. It's the first time I've had time to myself. And I will not lie, Lauren woke up at 2 a.m., because the children were awake and found me asleep on the sofa. (laughs) 
That drains me. I woke up on Saturday feeling awful. What else drains me? Too much on my to-do list. When I set out in the morning and have too many things I want to achieve in that day that feels overwhelming for me, I know I can't get them all done. I knew I'd be better off just picking one or two things. That, for me, drains me. So I want to ask, what drains you? What are the holes that are in your bucket? What are the things that are constantly sapping your energy, pouring your zeal out? What are the things that are drawing away What are the things that are draining you? It's going to be different for everyone. But the other flip side of it is, what is it that fills your bucket up? What is it that pours in, that gives you energy? For me, it's things like spending time with my family, um, having an hour to sit on the floor and build Lego with my son, Ben. That fills me with energy. Finding a good show at Netflix and watching it at appropriate time. That gives me energy. Getting outside, being in nature, going for a walk. Um, Building stuff. I like DIY. I love to have a project. That gives me energy. Um, Spending time with young people rather than spending time in meetings. That gives me energy. Spending time with God gives me energy. If I start my day right with the Bible, if I start my day right with prayer, that gives me energy. So think, what gives you energy? If I'm being really honest with you all, This is something I've found so hard over the last few months. This is something I've been really struggling with, is that feeling of being worn out, of being tired, of being grumpy, of being tired of being grumpy. You know, it feels like I'm running on like 10% power. You know when your phone goes like low power mode? Do you want to engage low power mode? And you get the yellow bar rather than the red bar. And just to make you feel better that it's yellow and not red, still the same amount of energy. And your phone actually stops doing certain things. It stops grabbing in emails and it stops doing certain things because it's gone into low power mode. So I wonder how you feel. How is your zeal? How is your zeal? How full is your bucket? Um, Several years ago, I experienced something similar. I, I think I went through a period where I was feeling really worn out. And I remember going away to Soul Survivor in the summer um, which is a big festival that happened for young people. And it was one of those moments where um, the Holy Spirit just wallops you, if you know what I'm talking about. Those moments where you spend so much time with God and the Spirit was just, like the sense of God's presence at that event was incredible. But I stepped into that event feeling so tired and so worn out. I stepped into that event feeling so tired and so worn out. And at that event, God gave me a picture And so although it was so amazing to experience God's presence and to be surrounded by people worshipping together, the picture God gave me was like when water, when rain falls after a period of dryness, when the earth is so solid and hard. And what happens often is there's a flood. When the, when the ground gets so dry and the rain falls and it can't, it, the ground is so dry that the water can't soak into the ground and it just starts to run off the ground. And that's how I felt in that that event. It was so good to be surrounded by God's presence again, to to be filled with the Spirit and to be bowled over by His presence. But I was so dry that it it just was so overwhelming. It was like a flood. And what God was saying to me in that moment was like, this is no way to continue. You need to keep the ground moist. You need to keep watering yourself. So what is your bucket like in this season? How full is your bucket? 
There are moments when God will bowl us over with his spirit, when God will fill our bucket up. And that's amazing, and that's important, and that's valuable. But I also want to ask, how is your week? How is your day-to-day? How is your rhythm? Are you waiting just for that big outpouring, or are you finding the little things that fill you up? Are you finding the little things that pour joy into your life, that give you energy, that combat all the holes that are in your bucket? I think in this season, there's not going to be a time when our bucket is completely going to be full to the brim, right? We have been under such a long a strain for such a long period of time. So I want to ask, how is your bucket? What is draining you? What is filling you? How is your zeal? How is your zeal? The Holy Spirit is there to restore us, to pour into us. So in a moment this morning, we're going to respond. Um, We're going to wait on God. We're going to see what he wants to do. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and to be one of those things that pours into our bucket. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill us up. But I just want you to think about what is it that fills you up? Maybe as we respond, one way that might be helpful for you is just to make a list like I've done. List the things that drain you. List the things that fill you up. It might be that's quite a spiritual thing to do, but it could be super, super practical. It could be actually, yeah, waking up at 6 a.m. is not helpful for me. It could be going to bed at midnight because I've been too busy gaming on Twitch is not helpful for me. Jacob, I'm sorry, I wasn't looking at you. I wasn't looking at you, honest. But it could be something super practical, making a list of what is helpful. But in a moment, we're going to respond. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come because the Holy Spirit has that power to be one of those huge things that pours into our lives and fills us up, despite all the holes that might be sucking water from our buckets. But also, I think the Holy Spirit has the power to stir us, to reveal things to us, to invite us into change. And so maybe this morning, as you meet with God, as we respond, it might be that you don't get this huge waterfall moment of being filled up. But what you might get is a a little revelation from God of what needs to change, what might help, what might fill some holes or what might pour more water in. He might highlight to you some areas to work on and something that will help your bucket. Something that will help you be truly joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Things that will restore your zeal 